Welcome to Manifit Podcast, where we explore life-sustaining and changing strategies in everything fitness, food, and faith. So pull up a chair and sit at the table with your hosts, Jay Hiller and Jesse Rothman. Howdy, Jesse. Hey, Jay. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing really good. It's the weekend, but it's hot as I'll get out. Hey, no, we uh, we actually had some uh, some uh, clouds yesterday. The past two days, actually, I actually played golf because the weather was under a hundred degrees. <laughs> so, I, is that I, what they're defining those white pl- uh, plush looking objects that are in the skies? Well, maybe where you're at, but where I'm at, they were gray and they were dark, and you know, I was just very, very pleased and happy to see it and And grateful (laughs) grateful um i was (laughs) a little teased though because like we only got rain for like maybe 30 minutes out of two days that was uh, overcast all day but um you know we're thankful for the rain we got Uh, for sure i was actually thinking about this uh, when i was talking to a patient now i didn't say this to the patient because, you know, that would be rude. But um, they're like, we really need some more rain than 30 minutes. And I was like, well, yeah, we really do need some more rain. Uh, but can't we just, like, sit back and just be happy for the rain that we did get? At least we got some. That's uh, you so, know. so true. Um, but our brain doesn't really, like, tick that way, does it? So it's oh. almost like we got to reframe. The way we look at so that we're not always looking at a negative. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's uh, very, very easy to look at kind of what you don't have versus at what you do have, what you were given. You know, I I think about that a lot, especially, you know, during the summer season, you know, Mm -hmm. we're working, you know, five, four, something like that days a week, five for you, four for me. (laughs) Um, But uh, lucky. I know we still get 40 hours in. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're sitting there and we look at that, right. But then we scroll through Facebook at when we're at home, when we're mindlessly doing something, probably need to be working on a habit. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and we see all these people at the beach, all these kids out having fun. And it's like, you feel like almost inside, like, man, what did I do wrong in my life that I'm not there right now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've gone, man, the grass definitely looks greener on the other side. And we, we you actively have to sit here and think against that. And I think sometimes that's really difficult to do. And you always got to sit here and give mindset to the possibilities of the past and allow the understanding that you made the best choice possible and God directed you in mm-hmm. his perfect path. Mm-hmm. And so with you deciding that you're going to make the best choice possible and God's path for you, that makes it easier. But I don't know how we do it, man. Like it's, it's, it's still really, a sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, it's you still know, a sacrifice. Been, me, I, I have a student right now. And I've been talking to him a little bit because he's, you know, getting ready to graduate in the next um, 
you know, a few months, really like half a year. But, um, you know, I always try to talk to my students about kind of what they, what would be good to think about when you come out of school because you go from not having all this money and you finally get your first job and you're like, man, now I can go do X, Y, and Z. And while we need to celebrate the fact that, you know, you graduated, you completed a, a, you know, a lifetime goal, basically a, a goal to, to be a PT, uh, which is an exciting thing. Like you want to celebrate that. In the end, though, we we kind of need to be thinking long term, and this is mm-hmm. something that I'm very very blessed to have. You know, my wife Brooke around with is she really has that kind of long term focus with a lot of things, especially from a financial sense. Is she'll sit there and she'll um, understand that you know what we're doing now isn't for two three years from now; it's for you know, 20, 30 years from now. And and that's something, you know, I can't see. Um, but when I look back to like my teenage years um, and then look at where I'm at now, like you can definitely see the, the process and kind of why you weren't able to achieve X, Y, or Z um, mm-hmm. because um, God had you moving towards the, this pathway yeah. that you wanted to go. I mean, um, I'll, I'll share this story and I don't advise anybody who's wanting to go BD school, which I don't think you can do this anyways, any now because they have new kind of ways that you enroll or apply to PT schools. But I put all my eggs in one basket. Not Me very, too. not very smart. <laughs> you did too. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> don't, don't ever do it like we did. <laughs> um, yeah. You should definitely have options out there. Um, but I was kind of torn between kind of what I wanted to do at that point. I thought my whole high school, really from like freshman year, I was like, I'm going to be a PT. And then I get through all, you know, my four and a half years of college because it took me an extra half year because I'm smart. Um, to graduate. <laughs> or you just wanted to play tennis. Yeah, you know, we don't have to get into the nuances of why I graduated semester late. But, um, but yeah, so – because of that, I was like burnt out on school. I was like, I'm done with this. Like if I'm supposed to be a PT, then I'll get into this one school I apply to, uh, because that was the goal is to get into this school anyways. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, God was working there and I got in and the rest is history as they would say now, but, uh, it makes you wonder, kind of wonder what would have happened if I didn't get in, where would I be now? Yeah. Would you still have like your athletic training license? Would you still be working with students uh, in high school? Would you still have the wife that you have? Yeah, so, well, yeah, I wouldn't have, you know, Brooke. You know, that's I true. Ha- I want to have my baby girl because we met in PT school. So, I mean, possibly from you because we would have had our friendship. I might have met her, but. Um, you know, that relationship cultivated over a year of like constantly, you know, being her friend first. And so, um, not having that constant friendship would definitely not, um, cultivated, um, which is kind of funny now too. I know we we want to talk about more about reframing your framework, but, uh, and I'm over here talking about my life and about my wife and stuff, but, uh, I always prayed to God that I wanted to have a friend as a wife. Like I wanted to marry someone I was friends with like that. I had a good relationship 
you know, mm-hmm. that we would be comfortable with each other and, and could just spend time, you know, doing things together. And so Brooke, my wife was actually dating someone when we first met. And so at that point in life, you're like, that's serious. They're probably going to get married. Like she's off the market. (laughs) We just just became really good friends. And then, you know, the door opened up a year or so later and the rest is history. As the new glasses. Ah, yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what it was. Yeah. (laughs) It was actually being smart and not uh, sitting back doing a Rubik's cube and with my feet up on the desk looking like a douche. (laughs) <laughs> as she as she would tell you <laughs> so. No. yeah i think it's interesting that when we sit here and utilize our past to also help our present because we can sit here and see hindsight 2020 in our past and i mean i have stories just like you you right. gave uh, those stories but for whatever reason, we miss the connection Mm. of the past and that facilitates our present and our present struggles. When we look at them uh, and for you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but for myself, when you ask me about my struggles in high school, my struggles Mm -hmm. in junior high, my struggles in college, my struggles Mm -hmm. of being married in that moment in time, they are so big. They're Mm -hmm. so difficult and they're so daunting. And this mindset of like a spiral can start to happen and um, it can get pretty difficult and you can be pretty singular focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet we don't sit here and recognize the power of reframing that situation, Mm -hmm. just like you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you're telling everybody about the positives that developed from uncertainty. I mean, sure. you sure. met your wife, somebody, she was already dating somebody. And then all of a sudden that opportunity aroused and one thing led to the next and it happened. But we somehow lose that confidence that we have about our past of putting mm-hmm. positive links together to the present. And I think it's because we don't take in consideration God's, opportunity of what he's not allowing to happen because he has what's best planned for you. I mean, we all have like, especially like for myself, we all have a direction and Mm -hmm. a goal of what we want. It Mm -hmm. might not be long-term like what you're saying with your wife, but like it might be from day to day. You know, like today I'm going to mow the yard and that's the goal Mm -hmm. of the day. Right, Right. It's, it's a way that you can facilitate the past to show God's mercy and God's direction and God's path for our life. And it's very difficult to look at. And by no means am I perfect uh, for our listeners. No means do I uh, do this all the time. I often find myself with difficult struggles in and of itself. Um, But I do know that the more that I can sit here and look back and see what God did not give me makes it very clear to trust him on his path forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it it definitely makes sense. My question to you would be, um, what's the secret? You know, how do you do that? Like, so when I, when I sit back, right. And I think all of us are, are like this. Everybody is really good 
at knowing where you faltered. Yeah. Like, because we know what we're thinking. We know what we're feeling. Like, even if you do something, you know, nice for someone, you know, if your mentality was that of like, yeah, I really want to do this or I'm doing it out of obligation. So yeah. inevitably, like, if you're like me and you go help someone move, it's probably out of obligation because I hate packing and moving. Um, and so you feel good about it when you're doing it, but you're in the beginning, you're, you feel like crap because you're like, I really don't want to do this. But right. then at the end, you're like, that was actually that was really, good. That was really beneficial. So um, I like the, I like what you're saying. Like, I think it's, it's valued um, or it's valuable. I don't think it's valued in the moment. And what I mean by that is I don't think people sit back and they're like, you know, this is actually going to be like, I normally struggle with this area. So this is going to be something good for me because I'm going to grow. And I had this yesterday. Um, I'm going to use golf as a as an example here, which probably isn't the best example, but I like golf, so we're going to use it. Um, so yesterday I was sitting there and I was like playing this golf course. It's not the best one in town. The, the, the fairways are really like dusty and stuff. And so even if you're in the fairway, it's not like you're in the best position ever. And so I was sitting there practicing different shots and I would learn a shot that would work. Right. But then I go to the next hole and forget to use that shot. And it's like, I literally just (laughs) learned that I can hit this shot and it's going to be, help me on this type of ground. But then when I get into the next hole, I don't do it because it's not the typical shot that I want to do. Right. Like I didn't actually learn from my past to like reframe my mind to make a better shot the next time. Right. It would take me multiple, multiple, multiple times of doing that. But if the person I was playing with like said, Hey, you did this last time, do that again. Then it's like, Oh yeah, I can do that. So, um, I think, you know, I, I posed the question, like how, how do you make that? Like how, what's the secret into making that like, applicable in the moment. Um, and I'm going to answer for me and then you can kind of answer, but, uh, I think, you know, having a good person there Mm -hmm. who, and it doesn't have to be many, like one Mm. good friend that knows kind of the struggles you have, knows what you've overcome. Yeah. And then they can kind of help see, help you see those areas that, um, God was working and God, you know, brought you through this valley this way. Um, and you have a tendency to do this, but when you do it this way, things are better and that they can help reframe your, your, uh, mindset. Yeah, I think, I think that's really good and it's very key. I mean, we're very sociable, um, creatures of habit and, um, it's, it's very important to have somebody, in your life that has the same morals, the same direction, the same mm-hmm. mindset. You don't have to have a group of them, but you mm-hmm. just at least need to have one. So I really like that idea. Um, I'll, and it's extremely practical. And um, I think it bounces well with my idea of you got to share your story. Mm-hmm. You have to share your story with somebody. And I'm going to piggyback off of yours and sit there and say, have a friend, have a loved one, have a family member. Um, 
I'd sit there and say, have a use use the stories of your past so that they know where you've been and they're already got the same intentions and the same directions of where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And so they can help you reframe and they can sit here and redirect you when those hard times come and you're just feeling down and you're like, man, I don't know which way to go. I'm at a fork in the road. Um, you have somebody to turn to. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that that's the best way because if you, if you utilize them in that way, then they are going to sit here and feel more empowered to speak up for you. Mm. And that's where they need the power to sit here and intercede for you. And because you against yourself, you know how to push all the wrong buttons (laughs) and you've been down the wrong road one too many times in between the ears and that spiral goes down and it's a quick slippery slide that has the best soap and the most water. So somebody else uh, having the opportunity to kind of step in and be like, Hey, if you try and swing the golf club this way, this is kind of similar to what we did in the past. Why don't you give it a shot? I love that. I love giving what what you kind of said there at the end, giving people empowering someone to kind of speak up on your behalf. Um, You know, we see it, you know, in our judicial um, system, you know, you have an attorney who speaks up for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You have someone who's fighting for you. So I I love the, the advocacy of that. I mean, uh, the Bible speaks of of that as Jesus, when he went to the right hand of God, he was going to be our advocate when we yeah, pray. And that's where I was going to go next with it. For yeah. Sure. So, so I definitely love that approach from it. My, my question would be, um, what would you say to the person who is, who isn't easy, who, who doesn't like to be vulnerable, the person who, who struggles to open up or, um, the person who um, is just so down on themselves that before they can even like talk to somebody, they've already beaten themselves up. Yeah. Um, that's not a place where I want to be. <laughs> uh, definitely not a place where I want to be. Um, but that, that person needs grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, I would definitely go to the Lord. I would definitely go in prayer and that's, that's, that's a hard place to be. That's a dark place to be, but there's also, also truth and a silent sin as a deadly sin. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a a dark thought is a very difficult thought. And so giving light to the situation, giving scripture to the situation, giving, um, a voice to the situation. Even if you don't have anybody to talk to, I'd say, write it down, Hmm. write it Hmm. down or talk to yourself in a mirror. What what if you're their friend? Like what if you saw me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And knew and saw that was kind of, um, kind of looking down and you knew my tendency of being myself up, but you knew that I wasn't like vulnerable, um, to like share stuff with you. Um, but you you could see that um, I would continuously make these mistakes um, that would continuously to spiral downward. How would you 
as a friend intercede for that person? Um, and how would you try to speak truth to them um, when maybe they're not willing to to hear it? Um, stories. I would. I would. I would. I would again. I would utilize stories of my own past. Mm-hmm. Um, because personally, I mean, anytime that you confront somebody when they're not willing or ready to sit here mm-hmm. and talk about something, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna go well. Sure, sure. But the more that you can share experiences and share stories, the more that you empower thought. Oh, you got an example. Have you ever? Do you remember the cartoon? Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the movie The Lion King with Timon and Pumbaa? Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever stopped to think about the nuances of those characters in which the prideful, uh, kind of like self-absorbed character is actually facilitated by the dunce or like not as smart character, but the not as smart character is the one that drives the activities? Uh, no, I, I can't say I've ever had that thought. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it's a very unique dynamic that Disney made up and then Warner Brothers made up. And I think it's, I'm sure it's elsewhere. And that'd be cool to have some of our listeners just put, put in the comments of like what other dynamics they see of that way. Sure, sure, but sure. Yeah. The, it's two friends that one facilitates the direction of the other. You have a planner, which is the brain, which is Timon. And then you have the, uh, actually the facilitator, which is Pumbaa or Pinky. And when you look at those characters, the facilitators are actually the people that create the episode of the show or the drive, the storyline in the movie for Lion King. And, but, they're portrayed as dumb dunce or not as enlightened. And if you listen to what they have to say, they utilize a thought, but it's like a secondary thought. And the lead character is almost trying to figure out the problem. And then the, the secondary character gives them the idea and then they take it and they run with it. That's, (laughs) that's how you consider and help somebody that's kind of in a difficult place. You can utilize a opportunity through story Mm. and give a suggestion. Ultimately it's their choice um, to receive it as such, to direct them as such. But if you sit here and you give a story of your own experience, or you give them a story of something that you've seen benefit, then it gives them the opportunity to either accept it, as uh, a possible resolution Mm -hmm. or it could also offer them as an opportunity to open up. So it could be utilized as both. Yeah. I like that. I I think what I'm hearing is that um, if you're, if you're seeing somebody like that, um, if you have a friend like that, like being relationable to them and, and being open with your own faults can help someone through the hard time. So like your history um, but showing them where um, you've seen the positives out of that can help reframe them to look towards the positives and um, what's going on, even though 
you know, you may be in the depths of the valley and it may be the darkest moment. Like, um, that, like you said, that litter little glimpse of light can kind of give them that hope that, that they need. But ultimately, which is probably the hardest thing, you know, from probably any friend's perspective is that you, you have to let them make that decision. Like they have to come to that, that decision, that realization on their own to kind of let their mind frame, um, uh, re their mindset reframe. Um, and so I think that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. And and I will share one story, um, to kind of give an example. So I was with my mom and my son and we were at, uh, the gas station. Mm -hmm. Um, we were traveling back to my parents' house and we had stopped to get some gas and there was a gentleman that appeared to be homeless Mm -hmm. appeared to, um, not have much. Um, Mm -hmm. and he approached and was asking for money. And, uh, I sat here and provided him with, uh, some snacks cause I carry snacks, um, for my son Sure. whenever he gets hungry. And so I offered him some food and he saw what I had to offer. He got frustrated and he kind of left. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was really uncomfortable by the situation and, um, I got back in the car we got finished, gotten to my parents' house. My son got distracted by bouncy balls, which parents, if you're listening, get a little bucket of bouncy balls, <laughs> but like 20 of them, put your child in a safe contained room, shut the door, tell them to throw the bouncy balls everywhere. <laughs> 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes guaranteed. So, but <laughs> he goes and distracts himself with bouncy ball heaven. And I go and I'm talking with my mom. And I was like, I don't really... I, I screwed that up. I, I don't know how I I could have been a better assistance to that, that, sure. that man. I, I feel like I did that wrong. I want to be a good example for my son. I want to be a helpful individual in society. I went through all these reasons why I was, I, I had possibly had done that wrong. Sure. And my mom sat here and said, but you did the best that you knew. Mm-hmm. And you gave him the opportunity to sit here and accept something from somebody that was willing to give. And you did a great opportunity for the gentleman and you demonstrated a good opportunity for your son. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I guess I did because I assessed the situation. I offered, yes, it was not exactly what the gentleman was asking for, but I provided something for him, I demonstrated that I was going to be interaction interactive with the individual, mm-hmm. even though most of the time people are like, nah, 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 please, please leave me alone. Sure. I can't get my gas and go. Sure. Um, and the only reason that I truly felt bad in that situation was because I was rejected. And, sure. and what, uh, what I felt like I was giving and opening up for the individual, I was being told, no, that's not worth my time or the effort to receive it. And so my mom reframed the situation Mm -hmm. and made it much more palatable 
mm-hmm. even though myself kind of defined it as that's not that was not a good experience. I did something wrong. Yeah, like you you felt like a failure in that moment because yeah. you didn't help him in real reality. He didn't want the help that you were willing to give because he had some expectation. Um, and it's actually kind of funny while you were talking about that, I was reminded of a um, a podcast I was listening to and this lady was, was talking pretty much about that is that you know, they're big givers. They give a lot during like church. Like they're the ones who, um, like if something's going on, they're going to be the ones to do the party or to go see that family there in their, their time of need, uh, for the church, but they set that all in motion. So when their time of need came, um, you know, the church stepped up to provide that for them, but they kind of felt, uneasy because that's usually their job in the church. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes on to say that the hardest part is that um, we don't know how to receive. Like everybody knows how to give a gift. You know, everybody can give something um, to someone, but, but a lot of times we have trouble receiving. And I think in some part that's due to the expectation that like, Oh, we want this but you're, you're giving me this. Correct. So I, I think that's, I think that's a really palpable and, and, and um, understanding understandable scenario you gave that is very straightforward and realistic of what, what happens is that you not only do you got to give your best and in, in given a situation that someone needs, um, but they have to be into a, a point of receiving that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might take time for them and, and that mm-hmm. we have to understand, like you had to come to that reframing mind work that, you know, I did what I could do and now it's on, it's up to them, um, essentially. And, uh, and again, I think that's the hard part from someone who's giving. And then I think the hard part from someone who's receiving is to receive it, to accept it, to, to recognize that I need this. And this is, even though this might not be what was best, what I thought I needed, it's probably what might be best for me at that moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that Jay. Yeah. Um, so to our listeners, what I would say is, um, if you have anything going on, if you don't feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, please reach out to us. Um, we're not perfect. Um, but we're here. Um, we're willing to to talk, to share. I mean, obviously, we're sharing our experiences and, and some of our stories as we go along. Um, and we just want you all to kind of have this reframe mind work um, moving forward so that um, you can see the world a little bit differently um, and kind of walk in grace and freedom in that world. Yes. Um, so you yes. can reach out to us at manifit22 uh, at gmail.com. Go check out our, our Facebooks, uh, Manfit Podcasts, our Twitter, our Instagram at Manfit Podcasts. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, um, and Apple Podcasts, the Manfit Podcast. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, remember, uh, we're just here for you. We, we love y'all guys. Um, we do this for y'all. We do this for our family. Um, so if you need anything, just reach out to us. As always, may God bless you and keep you. Y'all have a good week.
Thank you for listening to the Mana Fit Podcast. Check out our website, www.acast.com slash manafit, or like and subscribe at Manafit Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions or want to just reach out, you can email us at manafit22 at gmail.com. And as always, may God bless you and keep you.